And we're back with your pop culture pundit, Tina Griffin, for the final segment of the Counterculture Mom Show. Our suicide survivor today jumped from the Golden Gate Bridge in a desperate attempt to end his life and now lives to tell about what drove him to that point. The part of the story that ripped my heart out is that a split second after releasing his hands from that rail, he desperately wanted to live. Our guest now travels the world 320 to 345 days a year, sharing his story of hope, healing, and recovery. He works on small, medium, and large film projects, both for short-form online media outlets and large-scale feature-length documentaries. This is the Counterculture Mom Show. I'm your host, Tina Griffin, and we are talking about finding victory over suicide and learning about life after jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge from our guest, Kevin Hines, author, storyteller, and filmmaker. Kevin, thank you so much for jumping on the program and being alive, well, and living here today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Glad to be here. Oh, my gosh. Pleasure is all mine. I cannot wait to talk about your story and how you survived. Thank the Lord you're alive. I cannot put your book down last night. I pulled it up reading at 11 o'clock at night, and I'm like, that's it. I got to get better here. I got to get my throat back on track. But man, I was willing willing to basically ditch some sleep over this book. I could not put it down. I'm right at the point where you're about to jump off the bridge. So I I got to dig in deep. Thank you for writing about your story. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I've been traveling, speaking for some time, sharing my story after my attempt, and everyone kept saying, you should write a book. And I had never done that. I didn't know how, where to start. But I started writing this book in actually in San Francisco at a place called Prima Cosa Cafe, which doesn't exist anymore. But I, 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 I sat there every day writing this book. And then I finished the book at the mental health board uh, office, which I was a director of the mental health board in San Francisco for some years. Mm. And um, I was lucky enough that the director there allowed me to finish the book there. Isn't that sweet where you put a project together and there's different bits and pieces from your life that go into the book, not just what you're writing, but where you're writing it. Yeah. Very special places that I, that I got to write the book and, and finish something that was so special to me and it it became a bestseller. Oh my gosh. Well, I can see why you had me on a cliffhanger here in the first three seconds of reading the first page of the book. Um, For those that don't know, Kevin is a brain health advocate, suicide attempt survivor, obviously, and activist. He authored the book, Cracked Not Broken, hosts the Hindsights podcast, and produced and directed the documentary film, Suicide, The Ripple Effect. You can tune in for free December 15. We're going to tell you more about that in this upcoming episode. Now, your mission in life, Kevin, is to help people in brain pain and every single day after that. You have a hashtag, be here tomorrow. Our guest, Jason Reed, also on this series, said we had to get you on the program. I just have to ask you, why did you attempt to take your life in the year 2000 in a way that is 99% fatal and who or what spared your life? You know, I attempted to take my life because I was in a, as you said earlier, a desperate place. Mm. And I believed I was useless. I felt I had no value. And I thought my family hated me and wanted me gone. Mm. But on all of those accounts, I was wrong. I couldn't see it. And, uh, you know, I I survived, as you well know, by the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
not everybody believes that same way we believe, but that's how I feel. That's what I know. That's in my heart. And I mean, a sea lion came to my aid in the water and kept me afloat until the Coast Guard boat arrived behind me. If that's not God, I don't know what is, you know? Oh, oh hey, hang it, on. Hang on. You know? Yeah. We, we You got to... First of all, can you get us to the point of where you actually jumped off that bridge? Where were you mentally? Where were you physically? I remember seeing a testimonial video that had me in tears for the full four minutes. There was a woman that came up to you. You thought they were going to offer help or talk you off the bridge. And here she asked you to take her picture. And after she left, you jumped. And seconds after you released your hand from that rail, you said, all I wanted to do is get back on the bridge and not jump. What got you to that point? It, well, from the millis, well, the, the woman asked me to take a picture several times. I thought she was going to ask me if I was okay. Uh, you know, she didn't see the pain in my eyes. That's not her fault. I don't, I don't blame her. You know, people are on that bridge to see the ninth wonder of the world, the most beautiful man-made structure ever created. Most people. I was there to take my life. And the millisecond my hands left the rail, I had an instantaneous regret for my actions, which actually we know is very common around the world for people who survive suicidal attempts. They have, this, they have this moment of instant regret when they think it's too late. And I believe that is because they finally recognized in that moment where they thought it was too late that their thoughts did not have to become their actions. <sighs> their thoughts don't have to own, rule, or define what they do next. If we can get people in suicidal crisis through self-awareness techniques prior to being suicidal to realize that their thoughts don't have to own them, they can just simply be their thoughts, then they never have to attempt to die in the first place. But that instant regret, it's felt by people all around the world in the midst of a suicide attempt because they realize that their their thoughts didn't have to define them. Um, and, and then, of course... I thought it was too late. I'm following 220 feet, 25 stories at 70 at 95 miles per hour. Oh my but, gosh! Closing closing in on terminal velocity. Oh my uh, gosh! And I hit the water and I shatter my T12 L1 L2 lower vertebrae immediately. Oh. Um, the impact is like hitting a brick wall from that height at that speed. Uh, the the, the it, it, I miss severing my spinal cord by two millimeters. Oh. Um, you know, I'm 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 not just lucky to be alive, Tina. I'm lucky to exist. I'm lucky I even get to breathe, for, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it. Um, and, and and in the water, I went down 70 feet. I resurfaced, uh, swimming 70 feet in one breath. Um, and I and, and let me tell you, I just prayed, God, please save me. I don't want to die. God, please save me. I don't want to die. I made a mistake. And that's when the sea lion began circling beneath me. And as you see here on my on my sweatshirt, this is this is Herbert. This is the sea lion that saved my life. He he's our mascot from our foundation, the Heinz Foundation. Uh, my wife and I started uh, Herbert the Sea Lion. We I named him, of course. Uh, I had to uh, save my life and kept me afloat to the Coast Guard boat arrived behind me. And uh, I know this because. Uh, I was on a television program a year after my attempt promoting a suicide prevention campaign in San Francisco. And I said on the show, I thought there was a shark beneath me in the water. And oh. people wrote it into the show from all over the world. And one man's letter stuck out. His name was Morgan. He was from Las Vegas, Nevada. He was on that bridge that day with his mom. Oh. And he wrote to me through, through ABC News. And he said, Kevin, I'm so very glad you're alive. 
I was standing less than two feet away from you and you jumped. Until this day watching this show, no one would tell me whether you lived or died. It's haunted me until right now. By the way, there was no shark like you mentioned you thought there was on the show, but there was a sea lion, and the people above looking down believed it to be keeping your body afloat until the Coast Guard boat arrived behind you. And subsequently, three other people went to the Coast Guard office that day, the day of my attempt to say they all saw the sea lion keep me afloat. Oh, my gosh, Kevin. That's insane. That is absolutely insane. And the fact that that guy reached out to you, even saw your episode to be able to know that, yes, you survived, <clears throat> knew it was a sea lion, that becomes your whole mission and vision and story blows my mind. So you're 70 feet below the surface, and then we're going to get into all the goods and what you're doing now to save lives because that's so important. You're 70 feet below the surface of the water. You were able to swim up with everything shattered in your spine, not paralyzed, praise the Lord. You're at the top of the water now, and then soon after the Coast Guard comes, I believe he told you what, you were a miracle in the making? He did. He did. So the one of the Coast Guard officers put his hand on my forehead and said, kid, you're a miracle. Oh. Uh, yeah, you know, and, and, and let me tell you that Coast Guard boat meeting, if you will, was very interesting. Uh, they, they pulled me onto a flat board. They put me in a neck brace. They strapped me in from head to toe. And of course, they started asking questions. I was fully conscious and aware. They said, kid, do you know what you just did? And I said, yeah, you know, I was there. And they said, do you, do you understand that we've pulled 26 dead bodies from these waters and one live one? You. You. And, you know, he said, why, why did you do this? And I said, I don't know. I thought I had to die today. You know, uh, these officers, to all their credit, um, they have PTSD from the hundreds of jumpers every couple of years that go off that bridge. One person dies at the Golden Gate Bridge every seven to 10 days. Wow. Yeah, and those poor Coast, and has for the last 40, 50 years. And the Coast Guard officers get post-traumatic stress disorder, as well as the bridge officers who see people jump every every time they jump. You know, those bridge officers that are on top of the bridge that are trying to talk someone out of it, and then the person lets go. I mean, you can't get that out of your head. Head, absolutely not. And and it's so, it's so hard for them to do the job they do and continue moving forward in their daily lives when they see so much death. And it's really a, that that's why we fought for, for 20 years to raise a net at the golden gate bridge. That's why my father founded the bridge rail foundation. And that's why all of us mental health advocates in San Francisco and, and, and the greater, and the greater, greater parts of America fought so hard to raise a net at the golden gate bridge. And, and, and that's why the bridge directorate uh, f- helped find the funding to do so. Uh, the bridge net is being built right now. There's been some delays, uh, but it's being built right now. Everybody is working together to see this through. Uh, Paul Muller and Dave Hall co-founded the Bridge Rail Foundation with my father. Dana Whitmer is – and, and, and may he rest in peace. Mark Whitmer fought very hard to, to build that. Uh, the the – uh, Eve Meyer of San Francisco Suicide Prevention, the former director there, worked for 30 years to raise a net at the Golden Gate Bridge. May he rest in peace, Dr. Jerry Motto, a former San Francisco psychiatrist from the VA system, uh, worked also for 30 years to raise that net. Uh, so it's finally being done. And as of uh, 
2023, not one more beautiful soul will ever again die off the Golden Gate Bridge, and it will become the largest and brightest, power, most powerful beacon for suicide prevention right around the world. I um, love it. The fact that it's the Golden Gate Bridge. This is this series, this suicide series we're doing right now in the Counterculture Mom Show, just launched mid-June, is the 100th episode in this series. And I believe it's such oh, wow. a God-timing thing where it's like we're putting to rest the culture of death and we're bringing in the culture of life. I'm so thankful you're alive. I wanted everyone to hear one more time, what website can people go to to fund this BridgeNet project? So you want to go and you want to help the, the organization, the Bridge Rail Foundation, and you want to go to bridgerail.net. Got bridgerail.net. Because they're not just going to stop here. Their goal is to help bridges, tall buildings and structures and railways all over the world stop suicide. So help them do that because reduction of access is one of the only ways proven to save lives. It's one of the only ways we know actually prevent suicide. Absolutely. I have two quick things for follow-up. I have like 40, but I'll do the top two here. Number one, it makes me, if I was in San Fran right now, and I love San Francisco, I've, I've traveled this country backwards and forwards for the last 20 years. If I lived there, I would want to be there daily to make sure I'm looking for anyone that might want to jump. So if you live in the San Fran area, maybe that's your mission right now. Save more lives, get out there, pray with people, talk to people, look for the red flags, which you and I are going to talk about. Secondly, you said that many people are jumping from this specific bridge. How many people have jumped to date? And are you one of 19 survivors? I know it's a low number. So to answer your last question first, I'm one of 39 Golden Gate Bridge jump survivors. Only 26 or so remain alive today. Many of them have natural causes or old age. 19 have come forward and say they all had the same instant regret that I did. Oh. So that's the majority of 26. The majority of those who have... Who, have, who are still alive today have come forward to say they all had the same instrument as I did. Only five of us, only five of us get the privilege to stand, walk, and run. Oh, wow. They call us, they, Yeah, they call us the most exclusive survivors club in the world. There's a book of the same name by Ben Sherwood. I, I get to be here. It's really a gift. You know, it's a, it's a real gift. Um, you, you know, uh, it, it is unbelievable. So lucky to be here. Uh, and the bridge directorate, would tell you that 1,800 people have died off the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh. But I personally believe, I personally believe that that number is way too low. For all the bodies washed away to sea and eaten by fish to the bone, they don't count a body if only partial, partial piece of it is found. Yeah. For all the for all the bodies washed away to sea or eaten by fish to the bone, never to be found under the Golden Gate Bridge, the number is more like 3,000, 4,000 or higher. Um. I, I believe personally, yep. given the numbers that the Marine Corner talks about, uh, talked about it on a regular basis, it is way above 1800. Um, Unreal. Well, I want to break away and have everybody watch a sweet jaw dropping testimonial video from you. And then we're going to go in deeper to red flags, what you're doing now to save lives and all the rest. So people, you got to tune into this. It's unbelievable. Are you okay? Is something wrong? or can I help you? Those were the words that I desperately wanted to hear right before I catapulted myself over the rail. I have now lived 15 years past the day I should have died. 
when you see a lot of mental illness being expressed, that's a clue that the culture is sick, not the person. Hey, brother. Hello, Kevin. You were the first person to ever say, you know, Kevin, you should talk about this. Our guest, Kevin Hines, plummeted 200 feet but survived. Today, I travel the globe spreading a message of hope. Why? Because we know it helps people heal. There's a huge opportunity as we talk about stories of survival to support people who are out there who are in pain. I break down on a regular basis. I have symptoms every day. Um, I still have hallucinations, both auditory and visual. Families of those who jumped from the iconic structure urged to stop the suicides. One person goes to this bridge to die every seven to ten days. I think it's our obligation to stop it. You go to Paris, go to New York, you go to Istanbul, there are suicide barriers. The more people that know about the horror of that bridge, the more pressure will be put to do something to stop it. Will this really decrease suicides, you think? They say things like, why ruin the aesthetics? What, what are the aesthetics of a bridge compared to one human life? Kevin Hines, there's no telling how many lives were saved by you because you weren't able to take your own. Let's get to that place that nobody is being brave who talks about their brain disease. They're just being honest. My name is Kevin Hines, and this is my story. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Kevin, why do you think for the last 21 years, talking about your story around the globe, has it been so well received? Tina, I think pain is universal. Pain is also inevitable. It's coming for all of us if it hasn't already. And I think I show people that suffering is optional. It's a choice. That we can fight the pain, battle the pain, live with the pain, but we can also thrive with pain. And if we hold gratitude inside the pain, we can always defeat it. And if you show people that they can survive pain because you survived theirs, they believe they have a fighting chance. And I think that's why the the message has been so well received over the last 21 years of doing this work. Absolutely. You have a quote that totally stands out. You say mental illness isn't weakness. Living with it, showing up and pushing through takes strength. Amen to that. I have not gotten to the point of suicide attempt. My husband has. He shared his story for several years, took over 100 Tylenol pills, should have been dead, but God spared his life. And so this is before we met when he was in his 20s. So I I don't know exactly what you've experienced to that depth, but I'm so thankful you're alive to talk about this. How do you, is it recovery that you're dealing with every single day? How do you find, live and stay in recovery mode? Is that difficult to do? Yeah. So I always say I'm not recovered. I'm not well. I'm living in recovery one day at a time, each and every day. It's hard work. I, I, I do everything I can to stay stable. I follow a 10-step regimen that keeps me to the well to the best of my ability called the art of wellness. You can, you, you, you can find that on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Kevin Hines, go to the art of wellness 2.0 video. And that has 10 steps that are common sense tools. 
and they're science-backed, evidence-informed for better brain health. Uh, and on that same channel, we have Mental Health Hacks we release every Friday. So you can add a new hack every Friday to your to your well-being program. Um, and these are these are easy to implement into your daily life. They're not difficult, but they're proven to change your brain function. So wow. one of the things we know is that your brain is the most malleable organ you have. It's it's mostly on automatic mode. It controls every action and inaction you take, every decision and indecision. For lack of a better way of saying it, if your brain is malfunctioning, there goes the rest of you. So if you're constantly f- working to better your brain well-being, you're going to get better mentally. And so these are the hacks we put out there for people to recognize their their true importance, their true value, that suicide is never the solution to their problem. It is the problem. Yes. That's also, that's also something we do on uh, the Hindsight's podcast is we put out these things called Ask Kev for people from all over the world, write, write into me from whatever platform, ask me questions about mental health. I answer them on the Ask Kev's. Um, they all, we also have mental hacks there as well. And then interviews with guests from around the world that are powerhouses in their own fields, changing lives and some celebrities as well. Okay. And for those of you tuning in and you're like, hang on a second, you just gave like four great resources. Don't worry. <laughs> Everything. That's fa- I love that you have resources and solutions. That's where we should be honing in on yes. is the solutions. Yes. All of Kevin's solutions and more are in the show notes surrounding this episode. If you're tuning in via podcast or radio, you got to watch the actual episode. It'll blow your mind. So tune in via TV. Those links are around the show notes so you can actually watch this baby. So what have been some responses, testimonials of people that have gravitated, heard your story, checked out your resources. Have you received an outpouring? And I'm assuming you have of people saying, thank you so much. You've now saved my life. So in the, so I've been doing this for 21 years and I have received hundreds of thousands of messages from people that say things like you saved my life. Your story saved my life. It changed my life. It brought me back to faith. Um, it it, 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 it it brought me back to therapy. It helped me become a therapist. Um, I became a psychiatrist because of you. Um, you know, it, it's been phenomenal. I don't claim to save lives. I believe that I'm a conduit. I'm taking a message that God has given me, and I'm spreading it out throughout the world, trying to share it with people, helping them recognize their true value. They go home, they do the work, and they save and change their own lives. They just don't see it that way. I really believe that. I, I was in a New Bern, North Carolina, giving a pre- presentations to 10,000 Marines in two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and a Lance Corporal approached me in maybe four or five years, a Marine. And he took off his Chevron pin, his ranking pin, and he placed it on my lapel very quietly. And I said, "What that? what's that for? And he said, I wasn't going to come to this stupid presentation. I thought it was one of those... Uh, one of those uh, deaths by PowerPoint. But he said, but I came against my better judgment and I was going to take my life today. And now I am. And now I am not. Will you please walk me to my commanding officer? I need help. And I walked into a CO and we got him the help he needed. And he's alive today. Oh, Kevin. He felt my words did that. I believe he just awakened him something inside himself to, to take that, that step. You have a phenomenal documentary that is coming out. Yes, on December 15th, look out on all social medias of mine at Kevin Hines Story 
or go to suicidetherippleeffectfilm.com, suicidetherippleeffectfilm.com, and register to watch the film December 15th, 5 p.m. PT, 8 p.m. ET. The film actually launches the very next day across Vimeo On Demand, December 16th, for everybody to purchase and see around the world. I have to make sure people know they're tuning in here. You have a discount, 10% off all the store merch when you use the code TINA in all caps at the checkout. So all caps yes. were TINA at checkout, 10% off. Go to KevinHinesStory.com. <laughs> Any last words of wisdom? You know, I just want to say to your wonderful audience, you know, whatever you're going through in life, whatever you're dealing with, you can survive that pain. You can survive it to be here tomorrow. And every day after that, you are valued, you are loved, you are worthy, and you matter. And if nobody else says it today, we love you, we want you to stay. Go, Kevin. Keep going. We're cheering you on here. Counterculture Mom Team says Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Never stop moving forward. We're just getting started. More to come with Tina Griffin on the Counterculture Mom Show right here on K-Praise. Parents, does your high school student have a plan for their future? Will they attend college, trade school, or enter the workforce? The whole planning process can be confusing. Envision Life Academy is a comprehensive career and college planning service dedicated to help you navigate career and college selection, financial aid, and the admission process. Visit EnvisionLifeAcademy.com to learn how they can help. Enter promo code TINA to receive 20% off your first month's service. EnvisionLifeAcademy.com.